right, as we know, lots going on in the world of sports today. Day one of the NFL draft, the Indianapolis Colts likely to be quiet today. Could they trade up into the first round? Hey, anything's possible. I don't think it's going to happen. I think that the Colts are much more likely to trade back tomorrow than they are to trade up into today. Indiana, they lost their guy. Christian, Land Christian Lander going to Western Kentucky. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about the rest of Indiana's roster. Butler, they got a big yesterday. And Doc Rivers, tonight, tonight's kind of it. You don't want to have this series tied 3-3. Doc Rivers, with a track record of losing big playoff leads, is he going to author another collapse with the 76ers? This is Breakfast with Kent for Thursday, April 28, 2022. We're brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. When you do do too well, they do do plumbing great. Give them a call, 765-610-8809. Hit subscribe, hit the like button. Hey, thanks is always nice to give. Hit the thanks button. We take the money. We put it into the hard costs of doing this show, of course. And sign up for the call-in app. Download the call-in app and subscribe to Colts Call-In with me. Friday night when the Colts draft 42nd or whenever their first pick is, we're going to go live for at least a half an hour. It gives you a chance to either vent or celebrate whatever the Colts do with that first pick. At least a half hour. going to be very interactive, a lot of fun. Nobody else is doing it on the radio, right? You don't get to call in and talk about what you think about the Colts and their draft. We will do it immediately after the drafts, uh, after the Colts make their pick. It's going to be spectacular. Let's talk about what happened yesterday. The Colts, Gus Bradley, Marcus Brady, the offensive coordinator, and Matt Ryan, their brand new, shiny, 36-year-old starting quarterback, they spoke to the media, and they said some interesting things. Gus Bradley talked about how he is very, very happy that Yannick Ngakwe is a part of his defense. He talked about how Pay is... Very, very likely, of course, he's going to move to the left side. We knew he was going to move to the left side. How he loves Stephon Gilmore and how in the NFL draft he wants as many defensive players as Chris Ballard sees fit to give him. That's what he wants. He wants lots and lots of defensive players. You know what? He doesn't get to pick. Matt Ryan wants lots of offensive players, although... Matt Ryan said yesterday that he's very, very happy with the receiver's room. He says that there's a lot of talent in there. And what Matt Ryan is doing, according to Brady and according to Matt Ryan, is he's getting with the receivers and telling them how he wants them to run their routes. And specifically, kind of how he wants them to lean into the football and where to put their body and hands for him to deliver the football on certain routes in order for them to be able to catch it unimpeded by a defender. He's very, very specific in his guidance, and anybody who knew him with the Falcons understands that he's very, very specific in his guidance, and that he used to be, according to him and others, very impatient with receivers. It's like, do it this way! Now he's much more patient, he just instructs, he doesn't bark quite as much. He doesn't express his impatience. He he makes sure that he's instructing first. And that's a good thing. 
uh, for the Colts. It, it, Matt Ryan being a part of this defense, also a really, really good thing for Mo Ali Cox. And Marcus Brady alluded to this in his comments and, and said that, look, you look at Matt Ryan's track record of working with tight ends, all right, most recently Pitts. Pitts had a great year for the Falcons. Um, you go back to Hooper and Hurst and even Jacob Tanney, former Indianapolis Colt, who caught a bunch of balls for Matt Ryan. Then you go back to Tony Gonzalez. Uh, Matt Ryan has made tight ends for the Atlanta Falcons a lot of money over the years. And I think he's got a really good chance of doing the same thing with Mo Ali Cox. Mo Ali Cox had a case of the drops last year. Really didn't bring in the ball at the percentage that he did the year prior. About 78% with Phillip Rivers throwing him the ball. 20 plus percent less than that with Carson Wentz. That's the difference between Phillip Rivers and Carson Wentz. And Marcus Brady said yesterday that it's much more like having Phillip Rivers in the building. Now, you've with Matt Ryan, you've got an older guy who's been around, understands the game of football from the pro perspective, understands what receivers need. It's not some guys, and this has kind of been the rap on Carson Wentz, some guys process from in here out. Other guys, and I think Matt Ryan and Phillip Rivers are two very good examples of this, process out in. Does that make sense? Like Matt Ryan is concerned about them. Carson Wentz was concerned about him. That's a difference. And, and you see it more often in basketball. And, and I think if you understand basketball at a high level, you got a better chance of understanding Carson Wentz a little bit. Carson Wentz probably, and this is, there are flaws in this comparison, probably more Kyrie Irving than he is a guy who's thinking, like Michael Jordan did back in the 90s, i got to get Scottie Pippen right if we're going to win championships. Kyrie Irving doesn't think that about other players. Michael Jordan was thinking that about Pippen and about Horace Grant and about John Paxson and about everybody else within that franchise through that first run of three championships, or the Bulls would have been in trouble. Having Michael and a supporting cast was not going to work for the Bulls. Having Wentz and a supporting cast did not work for the Indianapolis Colts. And, and let's talk about Chris Ballard for just a minute, who's going to orchestrate this draft. You know what? As you look at Chris Ballard, there are two things I think that are really important, and one thing tends to dominate the pro-Ballard camp. And I'm pro-Ballard. I give him a B, B-minus as a GM. That's a good grade. That's not a bad grade. You can make the honor roll as a B or a B-minus guy. All right? He's not an A guy. I don't care that the Colts led the NFL in pro bowlers. That doesn't matter at all. What matters is 9-8. and eight. What matters is 42-42. and 42, And that's Chris Ballard's record as a GM in Indianapolis, including the 1-2 and two record in the postseason. I don't care that Andrew Luck retired. Those are the breaks. Things happen for franchises. Andrew Luck retiring, that's things happening for the Indianapolis Colts. I want to talk about uh, Christian Lander going to Western Kentucky, and, and the pitfalls that 
Christian Lander experienced, I think in large part because he reclassed. He, he should have graduated high school a year later than he did. He went to Indiana a year early. I don't know whether that was encouraged by Archie Miller, if it was, shame on Archie Miller, or if it was encouraged, if he was driving the train, maybe Lander was driving the train, maybe his family, seeing that he's a five-star kid, coveted those NBA riches. I don't know what caused that decision to be made, but I don't like that decision. And I think it's unfortunate that it was made because I think it corrupted Christian Lander's ability to mature at an ordinary progression and caused him not to succeed at Indiana at the level that either he or Mike Woodson or Archie Miller wanted. And so he's going to Western Kentucky. That's a cautionary tale for those of you who are thinking about reclassing. Please don't reclass. Enjoy your life. Take a deep breath. Have a great time in high school. That is what you were supposed to be. A high school kid, a senior, have a great time doing it. And, you know, if you zip through life, you try to hurry through life, and you try to skip stages in life, bad stuff happens. Bad stuff happened to Christian Lander. Uh, I think going to Western Kentucky, no offense to Western Kentucky, but that's a bad thing happening to a guy like Christian Lander. Uh, let's talk about Tom Allen. For, wait, let's talk about Indiana, the rest of the roster for a second. A couple of days left for, for players to enter the portal. And Indiana has lost four. Lander to Western Kentucky. Finnessy gone to Cincinnati. Durr gone to Central Florida. And uh, who's the fourth one? That I'm, oh, uh, Parker Stewart. Back to UT Martin. All right. That ain't bad. You're going to live with that. If Trace Jackson Davis comes back, you got a hell of a team returning. You got a really good recruiting class coming in. Four high school kids, no transfers, right? That's the way we like it at Indiana. At other places, like at Butler, we'll talk about their transfer in a second. But at Indiana, transfer portal guys need not apply. Go get high school kids, train them to be Indiana University high, uh, basketball players, and, and build from within. Don't build from without. If you're all the time plugging holes, this is kind of like the NFL. We talk about the difference between draft and free agency, right? If you get a free agent, number one, you're likely overpaying. Number two, you're taking somebody else's cast off. Somebody else got rid of that player. There's a reason why transfers go into the transfer portal. Now, it might be an untenable situation at their original school. It might be that they just think the grass is greener on the other side. It might be that the clock's ticking, and they want to live their NBA dream, and they see that it's not going to happen at their original school. It might be that the previous coach said, get the hell out of my program. All of those things are possible. None of them good, right? You can get a guy who may fit your program really, really well, but like free agency in the NFL, you've got to use that portal very, very sparingly. You have to build your program from within. If you don't do that, you got a problem. Let's talk about Tom Allen for a second. He spoke about... Tom Allen just drives me crazy. Tom Allen was talking about firing Dick Sheridan as the offensive coordinator after last season. And like all guys, most, most managers that... I have a tough time with. Here's what they do. When they fire people, they talk about how it's hard for them. 
This is very difficult for me. Very difficult for me. If you fire somebody, don't tell them it's difficult for you. If you're talking about firing somebody, don't talk about how difficult it was for you. It's much more difficult to be fired than it is to fire. Have some empathy. Understand that the world does not begin and end at the tip of your own nose. That your experience isn't the most important experience in the world. Have some compassion for the people that you fire by not talking about how difficult it was for you. And don't talk, and he did this yesterday, and here's the quote. Uh, he said, uh, they'll, meaning the people that you fire, will respect you for being truthful and honest with them. That is absolutely untrue. Nobody believes you're being truthful and honest with them when you tell them something negative and you tell them to get out. When you fire somebody, nobody, I mean nobody, believes that they should have been fired. And your version of the truth differs greatly from the version of the truth of the person that you just gassed. Nick Sheridan, I guarantee you, does not believe that he should have been fired as the offensive coordinator at Indiana. He's happy. He landed on his feet. He's now the tight ends coach at the University of Washington under Kalen DeBoer. Good, good, good. Indiana, they've gone out and gotten their offensive coordinator. We'll see how that works out. You lose a quarterback like Nick Sheridan did last year, and things get a little bit tough. You you have to put, I, I don't want to crap on Jack Tuttle, but you have to put Jack Tuttle back there running your offense. you got a problem. Uh, Butler got Georgia State's Jalen Thomas. Via the transfer portal, he's 6'10". He averaged 7.5 points a game in three years at Georgia State. 7.9 points a game last year, 6.4 rebounds a game and almost two blocks. He's a Detroit native, so he's coming back closer to home. 76ers, Suns, and Mavs with a chance to call out their series tonight. All on the road, Doc Rivers, he's lost three playoff series where he had a 3-1 lead. He had a 3-0 lead in this one. It's now 3-2. The Raptors playing at home tonight. In Toronto, I had a friend tell me, you know what, put a couple of bucks, put 50 bucks on the Raptors to win this series. That was when it was 3-0. Should have. Uh, let's celebrate some birthdays. Bobby McFadden celebrating her birthday. Scott Hudnell, happy birthday. The great Dan Fabian, one of the finest general managers in the history of radio. Sean Parker, Nicole Densford, and Byron Anderson. Happy birthday. Today's your, your birthday. Celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, celebrate somebody else. That's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Download the call-in app. The link is in the description of, of this fine piece of audio video. By the way, call in all audio. Taking calls. All you have to do is hit a button. I'm taking your call. That's it. It's going to be fun tomorrow night. I cannot wait to use this app for the first time as a host. It's going to be phenomenal have a great day. NFL draft tonight. You got to watch in case the Colts make a move, right? 